With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. All right, Lombardi Line here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're presented by BetMGM. He is Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. So I just keep on refreshing for Watson news. I haven't seen anything as of yet. You know what's weird about that? It's It does seem like that year, which was expected, has started to soften. Are you getting that impression as well? The year for Watson kind of being knocked back to potentially eight? I'm getting that vibe. Yeah, me too. I mean, Masik reported that, you know, that they're – they think it's going to be somewhere between six and eight. I mean, look, the one thing we know, you know, is he's been accused. What we don't know is what's in the testimony and what's in the evidence. We don't know that. We haven't been privy to that. You know, we've been privy to parts of it that, that certainly are. Now, I'm not absolving Watson of anything. But when you listen to his testimony, he actually doesn't think he did anything. I'm not saying that's right. All I'm saying is, so I don't know what goes behind it. And then Sue Robinson, the woman who's arbitrating this, or the former justice, she was a, she was a justice. She was a judge. Hmm. So this is her specialty. I mean, she knows what to do, what what is legal, what isn't. And I think whatever she comes down to, I think the NFL is smart to kind of allow her to have the jurisdiction to come over and say, this is what we're doing. Because I think she can process it through a legalistic way. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's a 70-year-old woman. You know, she's educated. You know, she's from the East Coast. She's been on the United States District Court in D.C. So, I mean... She was appointed by George Bush. I mean, she comes with some. Those are some big lot, time credentials. Some, Those are a lot of credentials, right? Credentials, yeah. She just happens to be retired. And so she's going to hear this case. And I think whatever she feels like, as it applies to the text of the collective bargaining agreement on the conduct detrimental rule. See, this is where we always get that how interpretation of text is always the biggest concern in a lot of these cases. 
Let me let's have more fun with this article. This is a tremendous again, simulating the NFL schedule, Steve Mackinan up at vsin.com. This is just a taste of what you get over at vsin, then also point spread weekly where he's the editor. So this is great information. What is fascinating. I, we don't give away Michael's formula when he comes. And Michael's got a whole thing. Like, you know, the guy that goes to the board, the blackboard in that movie where they're connecting the dots, beautiful mind. That's Michael with his <laughs> NFL plays, but let's do this. So Mackinan top three over team. Teams. We told you Minnesota, Seattle, and the Giants. Now let's go top four projected to go under. And number one is going to shock you. Take a look. The Most books have the 49ers at 10. Mackinnon's got them winning 8.7. That's a big 1.3 difference on the 49ers. You know, it's funny you say that. I think the 49ers have a perception issue. I don't disagree with this at all. Because I think that Jimmy Garoppolo was the lightning rod for everything that was wrong with the 49ers. And when you go back and look, and part of that problem is, Patrick, is because, you know, he throws six interceptions in playoff games. I mean, that's way too many. Mm -hmm. And part of it is his durability. I get that. He causes his own affliction. But I think ultimately, I think that their team, he helped. I mean, he averaged, as a career, he's averaged 8.4 yards per attempt. He makes a lot of big plays for him. I mean, he he didn't play great, but he's a top 20 quarterback in the league. He's better than Jalen Hurts. And you he guys, yeah. nobody wants you in your article, wants to, in your article. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you have that what the other players said as well. I think there is a perception with him, right? That that right. he's soft. He is. Yeah, that, that's the and I think that affects it. But I don't think that Trey Lance in his first year is going to be as good as he was. No. I mean, I, I really don't. I think their offense will take us better back. It'll affect their – see, what we don't realize is three things don't stand alone. Offense doesn't stand alone. Defense doesn't stand alone. Special teams, they all – it all has to work together. The reason the Bucks had d- dealt with the fewest rushing attempts is because, A, most of the time their offense got the lead. B, it's impossible to run the ball on the Bucks the way uh, the way Bowles sets up his defense. So instead of trying to fight through cement, people just say, okay, we're going to throw it all the time, right? It's the same thing with Philadelphia. Philadelphia says, look, we can't throw the ball, so we're going to be the least amount. We're not going to throw it. We're going to run it. And they found a way to do it. And so sometimes you just find different solutions. And I think San Francisco – will be affected by their lack of offensive production, which will put more pressure on their defense. There'll be a cause and effect. I could easily bet the under on San Francisco. Okay, love it. Team win projection, Steve Mackinnon. Let's go another one under. I don't think you're going to have a problem with this one either. Most books are oh, sitting. Yeah. By the way, mo- I, here at the South Point, they've got the Bears seven. Most books are six yeah. and a half. I'm going Steve's got them five and a half, it. a difference of one. Now, you know, I just saw today, uh, you know, when I get up in the morning and I read all the stuff that to get prepared for the show, that the, the, everybody's dazzled at Justin Fields. I mean, you know and I know this is the time of the year where everybody's dazzled with everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm worried. I mean, I don't think the Bears are going to be any good on defense. I don't think the Bears are going to be any on defense. And so, like, I have no faith in the defense I have no faith in Fields, the offense, yet. I think it's going to be a hard year. Do I think they can create the turnovers that they created in Indy? Maybe. I don't think so. And if you take turnovers out of Matt Eberflus's defense, it's e- it's an easy game to play. Not an easy start. Looks like 0-2 straight in the face there. 
for 49. Well, we just, we, it's funny, ironic. We just talked about the 49ers uh, underperforming. Their but they're better total. than the Bears. Yeah, they can beat the Bears with Trey Lance. Of course. Um, next one up. How about this one? He's got the Bengals. Most books have the Bengals at 10. Steve's got them projected winning nine games, a difference of one. You know, I, I think there's always a regression with, with the team that didn't win the Super Bowl. We don't quite know how. We can't really explain it, but there's always some regression that occurs. And, you know, look, let's be clear. For as great as Burrow was, for as great as Chase played last year, and for as bad as their offensive line, the MVP of the team was McPherson. Hmm. If they don't have McPherson in the playoffs, they don't win. I mean, let's be honest. They don't. I'm not sure they get by the Raiders in that game, you know? But definitely the second game they're not going to win, but he was the difference. And so they won a lot of close games. And I think ultimately what you're saying is, can they continue to win close games? Can they continue to gel? And what's their eccentric motivation to continue to play well? I think that's the biggest concern you have, is it's always hard for the Super Bowl loser to come back and repeat and get back to where they are. Santos, emailed this article over to Michael. There's a lot in here that he'd be interested in. Uh, I want to make sure he takes a look. Next one up. Pittsburgh, and for those of you that want to find it, you can go to vsun.com. Pittsburgh, DraftKings has got them seven and a half. Uh, Steve's projection is 6.6, so a little about 0.9 difference. He's got the Steelers under here. I, I don't doubt it. Look, but I would never bet it because I'm not going against Mike Tomlin because, I mean, the guy yeah. went to the playoffs last year with one of the worst teams I've seen, right? The guy almost went to the playoffs two years ago with, with a bad team that was getting turned I, I'm not going to put it past him. Like, I agree on paper you should play the under in Pittsburgh. I agree completely on paper on that. I don't think they're a good team. I don't think they're a good team. I don't think Trubisky's a good quarterback. I think their offensive line's going to have issues. I'm not sure they're going to be as good on defense as they've been in the past. Although, you know, you love T.J. Watt, and I think that what Highsmith did last year was improving. But can they cover anybody in the secondary? I don't know. You know, that's always a problem. I mean, think about this. Their corner situation are a bunch of guys that have kind of gotten bounced around. Levi Wallace up at Buffalo, Witherspoon out in San Francisco, then Seattle, and they got Cameron Sutton as their nickel. I don't know, Patrick, but I'm not betting against them because this guy has a unique ability to play above his pay grade in terms of their ability to play. Yeah, the Tomlin effect would scare me away as well. Uh, just to put a bow on our Eagle conversation, Mackinnon, he takes into account everything as far as schedule, home road when coming up with uh, strength of schedule. He says the easiest schedule belongs to the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, no surprise. The hardest I mean, schedule I think belongs no to doubt, the Chiefs. Right? I think there's no doubt. I, I, I think you've got to be able to. And I think, look, this is why you have to subscribe to Point Spread, Point Spread Weekly because you're going to get so much information that you can kind of take it away, you know, because you know, the, the stuff that you don't have time to research, it really helps you. But I agree. Look, I am not in love with the Eagles. I'm in love with the Eagles in the regular season and their schedule. I think those are the two areas that give me the most the confidence that they can win and, and, and cover that number. Yeah, this is a pretty comprehensive. It's about as good as it gets. Go to vcin.com. We should, we should just tweet out a link to the article, but because it's, I think it's important. Like Michael said, just to start. I will, I will do it. Patrick. I think it, like you said earlier, I mean, this is, this is the time to put into work because once the season right. starts rolling, 
a lot of the stuff that you should have, a lot of the variables and a lot of the, the standard stuff that you should have done, you can get overwhelmed once the season starts as far as your prep for an NFL season, which, again, comes at you in waves. I mean, it's Monday, it's Thursday, it's Saturday. It's, it's insane. Plus, you throw in the college football betting, and uh, it's awesome. Yeah, very good article. Good job, Santos, calling it out. Uh, and speaking of articles, uh, you wrote about Jimmy G potentially to the Browns. We've got our buddy Amal Shaw coming up next. So we've got Amal, then we've got Josh. So here's what we're here's what we have coming up. We've got Jimmy G and Steam coming up. That's the next two <laughs> segments on the show. Two favorites. <laughs> two favorites. Well, it's, a, it's a good way to say goodbye to you for a couple of weeks. Steam, you know? That's all. As the Steam pushes yeah. me out. I, all, all kidding aside, not that I'm complaining, but you know what I'm doing. So I, I guess vacation starts after the show, but directly from here, you know where I'm going? To get a filling. Michigan. No, to get a filling. <laughs> Going to the dentist. Oh. I went to the dentist yesterday. They said, you got to come back, bro. One of your fillings is popping out. So well, that's, that's a good way to start the vacation. When's the road trip happen at Michigan? I am going to see my family. We have yet to lock down a specific date, but... I always look forward to getting back, going to the trailer with my mom and her husband and going out on the boat uh, with the, you know, Michigan's about get, finding a lake, finding some beer and going out and sitting in the middle of the lake. That's what Michigan is about. Love and we're going to have some fun with it. Amal Love Shaw it. joining us next here. Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Yeah. Go get a filling uh, to start your vacation. Good job, Patrick. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app at MGM Sports. has all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. So if you're in town here, bring your state-issued ID, that Nevada ID, to any MGM property, and you're going to be ready to bet within minutes. Whatever your sport, whatever your style, you're going to love it. 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. We're going to head out to Circa and say hi to one half of Odds On, of course, he is Amal Shaw. Always love seeing our buddy Amal Shaw. How are you feeling today, buddy? You look dapper. I'm doing well, thanks. How are you guys? We're doing. We're doing. We're doing well. good, Amal. 
Amal, I'd love to hear your commentary on on uh, Jalen Brunson and the Knicks apparently going to do this huge deal. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think you have to look at how much of an influence Luca has playing alongside him. Who's the guy in New York that you look at and say that's going to make that much of a difference in Jalen Brunson? He's never going to be a number one. Is he really a true two? I think he's a little bit between a two and a two and a half to a three. So paying him this kind of money is par for the course for the New York Bricks. <laughs> and you'd say, yeah, I agree. you'd say the same. You'd say the same about Bradley Beal in Washington, right? Like they're going to give him oh, that super max, but it's not. He's not a one. I, I was on with your guy Tom Byrne last night on Mad Dog, and he asked me about Bradley Beal. I said, "What's the point in re-signing him to get to the sixth seed in the playoffs and get bounced in <laughs> five exactly games?" Exactly right. What's What's the goal here? I, I mean, yeah, what he, are you achieving with Bradley Beal? He's He's one of those guys that you're going to pay. Remember, like when Joe Johnson got that offer in Boston, you're like, everyone knows he's going to take it. I don't. I would not re-sign Bradley Beal. I would have actually tried to do a sign and trade or a situation similar to that. Or I would, excuse me, and or I would have tried to ship him off earlier this year. Uh, I just don't think you're winning anything with Bradley Beal, Patrick. I agree with you completely. He's a two. He's not a guy that's going to lead you to the promised land. You know, I I think this Amal and uh, Patrick. I, I think what we have had a real problem with him because of the effect of max contracts. The fans, people associate max with being the elite. Like, Jason Tatum's a good player, and he's going to get a max deal where he got a max deal. But he's not an elite player. When the game's on the line, can he make some shots? Sure. Can he do it all the time? No. And I think we've had this huge disconnect between understanding what truly elite is and what's just good. And good doesn't make any other players great, right? Like, if everybody says, you know, if Joel Embiid has better players around him, he'll be better. No. no nobody ever said that about Michael Jordan. Right? Nobody ever said that about him. He just made everybody else better. So my point is when you're truly elite, when you rise the level of play and your team wins, then you are. Bradley Beal's a nice piece. Would you like to have him? Yes. Is he going to lead you to a super to a title? No, he's not. He's not going to be in the top five players. Nope. No. I, I Michael, I think that's the best thing you've ever said to me, I completely concur on the Tatum point, the Bradley Beal point. You know, I want Bradley Beal if he's playing with the Joker. I want him if he's Luka Doncic, if he's with LeBron James, if he's with somebody that I feel like he can be the number two yep. and then allow that person to be the superstar. And I think your point on Tatum is well made. You know, I know ESPN's got to hype up nonsense because it's hard to talk about the NBA for 98 days because that's how long they stretch the finals for one game every 14 days, it seems like. But, you know, they were trying to shove this narrative down our throat that Jason Tatum is a top player and this and that. I heard Max Kellerman say if he wins finals, MVP is the best player in the league. Oh, gosh. I love Jay Williams' response. He's like, D I, I guess Giannis is no longer in the league. But, you know, there's a plethora of other guys you had mentioned before that. And to me, I think this the biggest problem in sports is a lot of guys get contracts that are not deserving of it. In baseball, I don't understand why you give them out. You're not under, you're not in a salary cap situation. Basketball, you've got to hit a floor on the cap, just like the NFL. So certain quarterbacks are going to get money and certain players are going to get money that probably aren't deserving of it based on their ability. But if you sign Bradley Beal, I mean, you might sell one extra ticket and I'm not being facetious on the one. And to yeah. me, he's just not a guy that's going to help you win. The goal is to win. If you're not winning, if you're not one of the 30 teams I think there's only one team that has a successful year every year. And if you're not that team, you're 29 other teams, then your goal is to figure out a way to improve continuously. And I don't think by signing Bradley Beal, Washington would be doing that. Selfish question for you. Michael and I were debating Aiton earlier today. So DeAndre Aiton, just 23. Mm -hmm. Fascinated to hear what you'd yeah. say. 
there was talks about the Pistons. The Pistons looks like they're going to shoot right. at, not go there. What would you, Amal Shaw, do with a big like that who's just 23? The numbers are there, but there is a weird vibe around him. Yeah, you, are you talking more from a Phoenix standpoint or just in general? Just in general. I would look to sign him, and here's why, depending on how much you're going to pay him. Because when you look at it, take a look going back about 30-plus years now in the NBA Finals. Started with 91, so you're talking 31 seasons. Jordan won six titles, LeBron won four, and Steph's won four. Out of those 14 titles won, um, you have an aberration with Michael not needing a big man because he's the greatest player of all time. LeBron, one of the great players of all time, but an aberration as well. And Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. But everybody else has had a big guy that's had an impact. Timmy won five titles. We know what he could do. Giannis has won a title. You've seen other guys along the way. Shaq won three finals MVPs. You need the big man still. It's a proven commodity in the NBA. I'm not saying DeAndre Ayton's the one on Phoenix or the two, but I think he makes it a little bit easier for Chris Paul, for Devin Booker, for Michael Bridges in terms of what they're able to do when you have someone that's a potential 18 and 10 guy every night. Patrick, I do agree with you. I feel like he's a guy that is kind of has a ceiling that's not elite, you know, once every three years, maybe makes an all-star game. And in the NBA, what the hell is an all-star anyway? You get voted in. Right. You're not even sure who's making these votes. I don't know if it's the league office that's stuffing the ballot sometimes. But to me, it's, it's a question of does he help you win a championship? I, I don't know if he necessarily helps you win a championship in the sense that he comes in and he elevates the program. But I think in a situation like Phoenix, what James Jones has there. I think he's a key cog because the other pieces are already in place. Well put. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, if Phoenix doesn't sign him or doesn't do, I mean, obviously he's out there. And, and I don't, do you think someone's going to max his contract out of all? If, if you're desperate, you might. I, I just don't see the reason to. I, I think a lot of these situations, you know, you're in a, you know how, and I know you guys have both come across this in your lifetimes. People say to you, hey, this is an investment deal you can't miss. You got to jump in on it now. And I tell people all the time, I said, listen, I missed out on Microsoft. I'm willing to miss out on this. And, you know, to me, it's a similar situation with Aiden. There's no reason to overpay for somebody you don't believe is going to elevate your program enough to get to a conference finals. And then you'd sit there and say, okay, you got to a conference final. Now we can attract one more free agent piece that will help us get over the top, whether it be a shooter, a P.J. Tucker type of defender, whatever it may be, that could be a difference maker. I just don't think Aiden gives you that. Amal Shaw, one half of Odds On, joining us here on the Lombardi Line. By the way, I don't know if there's anybody that I know personally better when it comes to college football than Amal Shaw, and I bring that up because I was pouring through your Buckeyes. You know, C.J. Stroud in the Heisman mm -hmm. market right now is 2.5 to 1. Bryce Young's 3 to 1. These numbers Stroud's going to yeah. put up in this offense could be, like, all time. This is going to be an insane year for that offense there in Columbus. I would agree with you. Number one in total offense last year, number one in scoring offense. We have a lot of guys back. I know they lost Olave and uh, uh, Garrett Wilson, but you know Marvin Harrison Jr., Mecca Ibuka, and uh, Fl uh, Julian Fleming are n no slouches either. You know, to me though, I'm not looking at the Heisman. I think the odds are too short, and the Heisman voting has become very diluted. What I'd be looking at is Alabama to win the SEC. Nick's got a historically great team. You've got Will Anderson, potential first pick in the draft. Henry Toa Toa uh, going to be a first-round linebacker. Eli Ricks could be a top-ten cornerback off the board. You haven't gone to the offensive side with Bryce Young in terms of what they're going to be able to do. Jermaine Burton, the transfer from Alabama, excuse me, from Georgia, is going to be outstanding. The big question mark with Alabama this year is the offensive line, but they've recruited extremely well, which doesn't come as a surprise. So I think you look at the Crimson Tide to win a national title 2-1. to one. Patrick, I think it's going to be Ohio State and Alabama barring catastrophic injuries. And I think both teams can totally. afford to lose their quarterbacks and still make a push because when you look at what's behind them, 
I think they've got immense talent on, on those rosters. And I've seen both their backups, and they're pretty solid. So I think you, you look at it, this team, is uh, both these teams are going to play for a title. I, I know Georgia's getting a lot of hype. I, I don't see it when you lose that much talent on defense. I know they've recruited well, but offensively, they didn't have the firepower that some of these other teams have had in the past. And I, I think the Crimson Tide roll roughshod over the SEC this year. And, I mean, and the Buckeyes won, as well. I think they, it's going to be a historically great year. I agree. I mean, Stetson Bennett, it's a great story, but they won a national championship with a because of their defense. And they got more, you know, the, you're going to have to have great quarterback play. And Alabama does, Ohio State does. That's going to be the thing. You, you can't just do it. Trevor, they did it with Clemson. Clemson was able to do it. I just don't see it at Georgia. They're not going to be able to duplicate that defense. I know they'll have a lot of five stars, but you're not going to duplicate that defense again. I'll tell you, Florida, I think Billy Napier is a really good coach, and I think he'll get more out of Florida's program than most people consider. I don't know what their total is, their over total and wins, but I think Florida is a sleeping giant. Yeah, great point by both of you on Georgia's defense. They lost so much. Go ahead, Amal. Eight, eight and a half probably for the Gators. They got a big game against Utah when they opened the season. Whittingham, to me, one of the most underrated coaches in college football. No doubt. Um, but, you know, to me, you mentioned about uh, Stetson Bennett. Look, if Jamison Williams doesn't get hurt last year in the national title game, I don't know if they're beating Bama because they couldn't stop Jamison Williams, whether it was Keely Ringo or anyone else. They weren't slowing down Jamison Williams. Nobody had stopped him all year long. We saw it in the SEC title game, and you were seeing shades of it in that national championship game in Indianapolis. So not taking anything away from the Bulldogs, but – I, I thought, and I picked uh, Georgia last year to get through the SEC and win the thing, but we'll see what happens. I, I still think this year it's a two-horse race. I do think Utah's a good dark horse to make the college football playoff. I think Clemson bounces back, but I don't think DJ Uwe Ungalale is the quarterback in week five. I think the kid out of Austin Westlake, Cade Klubnik, is going to be the starter at some point in time through the season here. I think Uwe Ungalale enters the portal. Saying that name flawlessly, we just call him DJ on the show. That, that, that was immaculate. Unbelievable, Ma. By the way, standing ovation. <laughs> Florida, standing ovation. <laughs> Florida set at seven on the season win total, juiced up. Amal Shaw, thank wow, you. Okay. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it is the Lombardi line as we welcome you back here on a Thursday. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher. We say hi to our buddy, uh, Josh Applebaum, esteemed author, of course, Market Insights, betting across America. And he joins us now. I'm just taking a look at your little text message here. You wanted to start with some Nevada gaming numbers, Josh. Interesting place. Let's go. Yeah, Patrick, Michael, great to be with you. Happy Thursday. And, you know, one thing I always look at, guys, is the updated numbers from the Nevada Gaming Commission. I think as bettors, we can sometimes use this data. And, you know, there are all these numbers. What do they mean? You know, you're kind of your eyes gloss over when you see all these numbers. But I think it's important. And sometimes they can uh, solidify or kind of, um, you know, help us uh, think through, you know, what's winning and what's losing, both both from the betters perspective and the house perspective. So this is kind of right up my alley, guys. This is my, you know, get off my lawn moment. You know me, I'm not a big parlay guy. It's a big boon for the house and it's a really big loser for uh, for the better themselves. But really today's numbers reinforce it. If you want to give a follow to David Payne Purdom, he does a great job covering the sports betting market and he tweets out every month these numbers. So this is kind of mind blowing, guys. If you look at uh, just the state of Nevada, their winnings here in different sports or different uh, you know casino games. In the month of May, Nevada won $107 million on blackjack. They won $45 million on craps. They won $33 million on roulette. They won $134 million on Baccarat. And they won on sports betting $26 million. But here's the big one, guys. On penny slots, the Nevada House 
won $326 million. <laughs> so why is that important? Because the penny slot is the equivalent for sports bettors as the parlay. It's kind of this harmless thing. You think it's no big deal. You put a couple bucks down here, a couple uh, bucks down there. You try to strike it rich. You try to get uh, quick, uh, get rich quick overnight. But really, in the long run, all you're doing is assuming more risk and playing into the game uh, or playing into the hands of the house. We all know it's hard enough to win one sports bet when you tie in multiple bets. And there are cases to be made for betting parlays. I get it. Not every parlay is bad. But I think these numbers today reinforce the fact that, hey, the house has a huge edge when it comes to both parlays. The hold percentage is up to up to or up towards, I think, 30 percent, whereas a hold percentage and the hold percentage is the amount of money the book holds on to after they pay out uh, all their winnings and settle all their bets. But it's around 30 percent for parlays. It's only 5 percent on sports. So think of that. You know, in, in the month of May, uh, the house in Nevada only won 27 million on sports, but they won 326 million on the penny slot. So the penny slot, guys, it's like the parlay in sports betting. Today's numbers just reinforce that fact. If you want to have some fun, all the power to you. But if you're betting parlays, you know, routinely every day, uh, you're up against it and you're just making the house rich and, and really uh, hurting yourself as a better. It's, it's got to be hard to find all those pennies, though, don't you think? I mean, you know, most people don't even keep. I keep a lot of my pennies in jars. You got you got to break open your piggy bank. The uh, yeah. but I but great information, and it is. I I don't think people realize how Vegas survives off slots. I mean, it really is fascinating how much money. That's why the you know the studio, Michael and Josh, that we're sitting in here at the South Point, and also Circa. A lot of that just comes down to square footage. You're giving away opportunities. You're giving away slot machines for the studio, which is why we're so happy to be here. But it is that that's the that's the game changer. The slots, the penny slots, Josh. You're exactly right, Patrick. And I think this is important as betters because if you want to keep doing parlays, you know, again, in the end, you're the final arbiter of your bankroll. You get to do whatever you want. Uh, and if you feel like you have an edge, that's the name of the game in sports betting. If you have an edge, you get down hard. I totally get that. But I think at least with these numbers, you want to know kind of the game you're playing and kind of, you know, pull back the curtain, the Wizard of Oz curtain and say, hey, what's really happening here? So I think this information is important. But the ironic thing, or I guess the consistent thing is, you know, David Purdom tweets this out every month and every month it's it's always the penny slots making by far the most money. So again, with this information, at least now, you know, and you can decide next time, whether it's a flat bet or a parlay, maybe say, Hey, I'll lean on some flat betting over parlaying. You know, the other thing I find interesting, Josh, is the fact that with, with, with a lot of states opening up casinos and having way and more stuff that Vegas isn't taking any hit on anything. Like everything's still going up, up, up. People are still coming to Vegas. People are still betting, even though you can bet in every other in other states across the country. To me, that's a great sign that you know there's not oversaturation of the market. I think it's a great point by you, Michael, because you're totally right. We have up to, I think, 30, 31 states that have legalized sports betting. The big one is California. Uh, so, Patrick, if you're eligible to vote in Cali, you better vote this fall <laughs> for legalized betting in California. But it's just kind of you think about it. I think this was kind of maybe Nevada's fear at the beginning. And they saw Jersey after Passable was overturned, legalized betting. And the Jersey numbers are incredible now. They've actually been overtaken in mobile betting from New York. But, Michael, it's a great point by you. I think Nevada was like, hey, we have this great monopoly here when it comes to sports betting. You know, it would be terrible if something happened to that. Uh, but yet, I think the allure of Vegas, there's no place like it. And, again, you can have legalized betting in any state, but there's nothing like Vegas. So I think this is great news for them that, if anything, it's just having more people who have never bet before dabble and, and hopefully try to win. I mean, with every year, they're going to bust handle records. I mean, it's just like, didn't Ohio just – 
legalized. It, I mean, that is, it is really like with every football season, I'll use that as the benchmark, Michael, with every right. football season, you're going to hear Thomas Gable. You're going to hear the bookmaker say, yeah, record handle. That's just because it's only going up and up and up and it's going to continue to go that way. It'll be interesting if Ohio, Josh, you may know this. Can, if you could bet, can you bet the, the Ohio teams in Ohio? I'm not totally sure. I believe you can, Michael. That's kind of a newer market. But again, that's something Massachusetts is debating right now. Like uh, their big house, a uh, big part of the Senate is saying, don't bet on, you know, Massachusetts college sports. You can't bet on BC or, you know, you know, Harvard in the bean pot or something like, or UMass, Michael, we could fade UMass maybe uh, coming up this year, but great point by you, those little things. And again, there was actually uh, something that came out today. An odds maker was uh, sending something to, uh, I forgot who it was, one of the, not the Supreme Court, but they want to get rid of offshore betting as well, which is another thing. So again, allow college betting. If you don't allow college, you're just hurting yourself because betters want to bet college. And if they can't bet in your state, they'll continue to look at these offshores. Here it is. As of January 1st, 2023. So they got to wait a little bit. You will be able to vote Excuse me. You will be able to bet, Michael, Ohio State football and basketball. So if Ohio State's on the table, everybody in the pros obviously on the table. So that's the legislation as far as Ohio's concerned. So what did you say the number? We're up to 31 as far as legalized states, Josh? Yeah, around 31. It might be 32, 33. And there's always this thing of like, you know, uh, 30 of legalized, but only, you know, 27 are fully operational. So we're getting there. We're getting closer. But really the big one, guys, is California. The fact that they got that ballot initiative passed, I think they needed a million signatures. They got 1.6 million. That is going to be absolutely huge. So I know these different operators have pumped in millions and millions of dollars. I think it's over 100 million right now for this ballot initiative. If that comes through, Patrick, uh, it's going to be well, a lot of fun going it, to California. It's the Indian reservations. There's a debate. Michael, back in the day when your boys used to take the uh, boats out to Catalina Island, you know, uh, the guys from Italy and California, yeah. they used to, and the big players in LA, they used to, you know, big ships like you'd see on the love boat. They used to take those yeah. out and have illicit games because right. everything was run through the uh, reservations. Right, no doubt. I, you know, there was I, I listened to a uh, podcast about there was a huge fire on one of those ships yep. one time when they went out there, and and that's what it was. I think it was really part of the LA thing. But for me, I, I you know one thing about gambling that I think does enhance the states, it covers some of this debt that states have accumulated, whether it's through COVID, whether it's through other programs. And there's no state more in the union that needs some financial windfall than California. I know it's crazy. They should just mandate this money goes to schools and it's yep. for the kids. Oh, and if you did that, it's for the kids. I mean, it's exactly. like, then what, who, who's arguing? Protect That's, the kids, protect the kids. There's who, who <laughs> uh, yeah. Felica just said, good God, there's no way Ohio would go live and not be able to bet Ohio state football. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that is the market there in Ohio. Um, Okay, Josh, you did mention, as we kind of eagerly anticipate the Watson news, the Watson news itself has you pointing to win totals as far as the Bengals and Ravens in division going over there. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking here, Patrick. So, of course, we're, you know, waiting on pins and needles. What will this Watson suspension be? We heard it's going to be, you know, indefinite. It could be a huge suspension. The NFL has kind of been too lenient in the past. We think of Ray Rice with some of these, uh, you know, issues off field. So I think they might, you know, throw the hammer here at Watson. And the way his contract was structured, just getting a million dollars in year one, you know, maybe the Cleveland Browns kind of saw this coming. So I think as betters, we're thinking like, oh, what do we do with the Browns? Can we bet all their unders? You know, uh, can we fade them? Well, guess what? A lot of these numbers are off the board while we wait for the news on Watson. So I'm thinking let's approach it from a different direction. If, if we think Watson's going to be out for a long time, we'll, we'll find out when that actually suspension is levied here. 
then who does that benefit? To me, it benefits, you know, the two best teams in that division, uh, which would be Baltimore and Cincinnati. Now, Baltimore was just eight and nine last year. Remember, they were competitive. They covered a lot of numbers there with Tyler Huntley there later in the year. I think about that Green Bay game where they covered the number but lost. But they had so many injuries, yet their good culture kept them competitive. Eight and nine last year. Their win total is nine and a half over minus 160. That's really juiced up over here for Baltimore. And then with Cincinnati, you know, they are close to winning the Super Bowl last year. You lose it there at the end, but they went 10 and seven. Their win total is over nine and a half minus 120. I'm thinking if there's no Watson, the two biggest beneficiaries will be the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals. Guys, I bet over nine and a half wins for both of those teams. I could see it. I mean, now Mackinan thinks the Bengals are going to take a regression. We shall see if they're going to be as good defensively as they were last year. Again, we shall see. But, I mean, they have improved their offensive line. So, you know, I, I mean, and Burrow, to me, doesn't seem like a guy who's going to rest on his laurels at all. No. I think Burrow is going to be more determined than ever. I would, I would, I would agree with that. Josh, great information. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good day. Okay, Market Insights, vsun.com slash podcast, of course, and betting across America. We're going to have a little fun when we come back. Same face, new place. We've got three wide receivers and their props for the year, receiving touchdowns and receiving yards. I'm going to throw them at Michael. Have a little fun with this next here at Lombardi Line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk free tokens. And if you're planning a trip here to Vegas, you can also take those points and convert them. Uh, and use them towards dining, shows, hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts and properties located not just here on the Strip, but nationwide. 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Again, it's a loyalty program at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. And BetMGM is the sponsor of the Lombardi line as we get you back here. Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a nice Thursday. This is interesting with the new faces. Excuse me. Same face, new place. I think I told you, I'm sure your son, Mick, has been raving about him as well, but everybody's going nuts about Devontae Adams here. Waller yeah. can't stop talking about just his practice habits. 
He's always there, but he's just a freak of nature. The slot, the kid from, why does his name slip my mind from Clemson? Um, Hunter Renfro. Renfro, who's tremendous. He said he's already learned so much from Devontae Adams. We can go ahead and throw up the graphic just for fun uh, and turn it into a broader conversation. There's his props over uh, vcent.com. You can see the number as far as receiving touchdowns set at 10 for Devontae Adams and 1250 on the yards for comparison. Last year, he went over 1500, 1553 on yards, and he had 11 touchdown receptions. Yeah, I mean, look, and the configuration of it, I think, is going to be powerful for the Raiders. I mean, because Renfro is a very good slot inside receiver. When he moves outside the numbers, that's not where his domain really excels. I mean, and Josh McDaniels, Derek Carr, was very complimentary to him today. We'll talk about how they'll utilize him and they'll use him in different roles. But last year, they didn't have Waller. I mean, so now you've got Waller back on the field more than they did last year with Renfro, who was sensational. I mean, his catch his catch uh, percentage was over 80% last year. So when the ball went in his direction, there's a good chance it was going to be a completion. And then Waller in the middle of the field who could play outside, I just think to me that, that they have a lot of combinations that they can use that are very effective that will make them hard to stop, assuming they get the offensive line handled, assuming that, you know, they, they can play protect up front well enough to to give Carr the time and not make him feel rush. You know, I, I think that's going to be the key. And, and we'll see if they can do that. I mean, Leatherwood's got to come through for them. The kid that, that they drafted in 21 at right tackle, he's got to come through there. But, you know, and then the other guy's got to come through. They've got to figure out their running back situation. And I don't think that's over with yet. I know they drafted Zamir White from Georgia, and they hope he can come in there. But Josh Jacobs, we know, won't stay healthy. Where's Kenyon Drake in this whole thing? Look, I think the Raiders team can move the football and will move the ball. The problem's going to start and end in the defensive front. Are they going to be good enough inside a tackle to hold up against these other teams? I, I would steer clear of the touchdowns and just go receiving yards. If he's healthy, he's going to clear the 1250 and a half. I mean, he's yeah. easily cleared it the last three or four years. And the one year he didn't was because he only played in 12 games and he had 997 receiving yards. He's just a beast. Yeah. And he's very consistent. And I don't and don't minimize that Josh McDaniels will get him the ball no matter if he's doubled or not. Mm. See, the thing is, is you as Belichick often tells the team, you can't double everybody. So you can't double Renfro on third down. You can't double Adams on third down. You can't double Hunter Renfro on third. Like somebody's getting the ball. Yeah. The Raiders should be in the top three in third down conversions. It's it, it, it because why? Why is that? Well, most third downs are man to man. Nobody plays other than Matt Eberflus. Nobody plays zone on third down. Like, run an option route for six yards, I'll throw it to you, okay, first down. Nobody does that. you got to lock on, man. you got to disrupt the passing game. You've got to disrupt the timing, and you got to get off the field. And when you have three guys who can win against man-to-man coverage, it's like having three scorers in basketball. You know, who do you, who you, tilt, in the, who you tilt in the field to? And, and I think that's going to make it. And if they can get the ball out quickly, which that's been Josh McDaniel's forte, and if they can scheme each week differently, again, McDaniels did Forte, they should be very effective. This just kind of shocked me and took my breath away. So let me share it with you as well, Michael Lombardi. John Wilner, who covers the Pac-12, and also Nicole Auerbach, who covers I saw this. this I, I don't know about you, but I, I guess we shouldn't be shocked. But the news is USC, so Southern California and UCLA are in conversations to join the Big Ten Conference. I mean... <laughs> To, as a why 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 would they do that? Because the Pac-12 money 
the Pac-12 TV the TV network deal is a disaster. stinks. The TV it's deal horrible. Stinks. Yep. And so they're USC and UCLA are these brands, and you can't, and you have one of the worst. De- I mean, the Longhorn Network's a deal better than the big Pac-12 deal. Pac-12, you can't even find the games. The Pac-12 deal is the, the biggest disaster. I've, I, it's, it's unbelievable. It's been a disaster. So there's no money coming in, and I feel bad for the Arizona, Arizona States, the you know the other schools. I mean, the Pac-12 is going to look like the, you know, it's going to look like the old whack eventually. That's what it's going to look like. Because if they remove and, – and let me say this to you. Washington isn't going to be far behind now. Mm-mm. No. Or Oregon. You, you you think Phil Knight's giving all that money up there to Oregon to be second city? I mean, they're going somewhere too. Man, Look, that... the one thing is Thomas Friedman wrote the book The World's Flat. Everything interconnects. Well, it does it matter that you're not in the Big Ten region? I mean, Nebraska's in the Big Ten, and they're so far from the Big Ten, it's unbelievable. Pac-12 has lost right? a lot of luster. I mean, it really, again, they, John. They, they've been poorly run, Patrick. They don't have it. You know, now I will say this. I, I think going into the Southeast Conference, like Texas and Oklahoma just did, it's good. I mean, Texas financially is fine, but I think it's going to be a hard competitive w- way to go. It's going to be really challenging. Again, if we, you just... We're going to have to change the, the, the you know, these, these conferences are labeled by the region, the Southeast Conference of America, the Southwest, the PAC, the Pacific 12. I mean, you should scrap the names because the, 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 it should be, we should just have conferences of here's the elite of the elites and here's the second, you know, we should have levels. If you're just joining us, a news, USC, UCLA, in conversations to join the Big Ten Conference. Wow. Let's do one more before we leave. And this is because it, it'll put a bow on where we started and where we end today. 309 Santos. Let's go AJ Brown, Philadelphia Eagles. This is fascinating trying to put together his numbers because of who's throwing him the football. We could throw it up right there. Tremendous. Uh, we've got eight and a half on the receiving touchdowns. And you've got close to 1,100, 1099 and a half on the receiving yards for AJ Brown. Well, I mean, look, he's going to. One thing I will say when you run the RPO system, you need to have, and we see this in Miami, you need to have receivers that can catch the short routes, turn them into long gains, right? And so, you know, last year when you, when you look at Philadelphia and you see what they were able to accomplish, I mean, you know, he can't throw the ball. They did not have a receiver that played a lot of plays that had over, I mean, Devontae Adams had a 61.5% catch rate, catch success, percentage of catch, 61.5. That was the best at receivers. I mean, Rieger was at 57. I mean, they they don't have they didn't have Whiteside was at 40. So what does that tell you? That tells you the quarterback can't get the ball to the outside. Now they can get it to the running backs, get it to the tight ends, but they can't get it to the receivers. That's going to be the question mark. Devontae Adams is at 61. Devontae Adams last year. Think about this now, Patrick. You know he had he had 104 targets. He only had 64 catches. It's hard when that ratio isn't better. Hunter Renfro was at 83 percent. I mean, the 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 the, the Devonte Adams is at seventy some percent, and wow. why? And, and this I'm not blaming the receiver. This is the quarterback. Like when you go through the Eagles' percentage of catches, none of the receivers are over or are over sixty five percent because the quarterback can't get them the ball. Yeah, that is. And so that what worries me about everything about what AJ Brown he's going to get a lot of targets. I mean, Smith had the most targets on the team last year, 104. So where else are the targets going? Is he going to? 
he got so frustrated talking to the Eagles that he had to shut it. I, I knew that one was going to force him out. That We went to black because Michael Lombardi, the Eagle fever is here. And if you're just joining us, where this all started, he's back. I thought, I thought you just okay. officially got done no. talking Eagles. No, I, I'm back. <laughs> I mean, the point I wanted to make before we go is, is Adams had 104 targets last year. If Brown has 100 targets and Adams has 100, that means they're not running the ball as much. There's more prone to make mistakes. Yeah, seems lofty. 1,100 receiving yards with a quarterback that isn't necessarily a pure thrower of the football and an offense that isn't, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to, they got a lot of weapons and they got a huge question at quarterback. It's pretty simple. Listen, thank you, Michael, for holding down the fort. I will see you August 1. August 1st. All right, my man. And then we'll have you, a, we'll enjoy have a yourself. football season. Thank Keep you. me posted. Enjoy yourself. By thank the way, you, Patrick, thank a, you. A book for you. Based on what we were just talking about with the illicit gambling and kind of the golden age of Hollywood, it's called Handsome Johnny. I want you to write that down I've and look that. You did. I've read it. Oh, it's the I best. Show you that, my, I can show you all my thing. Apps, Johnny Rosselli. I, Johnny I, I, Rosselli. I can show you right all my <laughs> For anybody else that's just looking for a great look from an interesting perspective inside kind of the underworld, Handsome Johnny. That's my, as I say goodbye for 30 days, that's my tip. Thank you, Michael. Have a great one. Appreciate Thanks, you. Okay. Bye-bye. And thank you to Kevin. Thank you to Matt Santos as well. Have a great day. Odds on's coming up next. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.